good luck and great future. Okay, hope nobody goes away from here thinking that that's really what we believe. Uh, we uh, show that to, to make a point. And um, before I get started, I, I do have one more thing I want to share with you. Uh, back a few uh, weeks ago, we had a number of um, young adults contact us about uh, getting together for a Bible study. And these uh, young adults were actually um, from the youth group some years back that kind of drifted away and went their own way and come to the place where they realize that where they're at is not a good place. And they wanted to know if I would be willing to host some kind of a Bible study for them. And so to make a very, very long story, just long, um, uh, I've invited them to come Sunday nights at 6.30 for supper and then a Bible study that would be based on um, the principles of the Christian life, really uh, what it means to follow Jesus and what following Jesus is all about. So I've got, I think, about, uh, Adam, is about 15 coming tonight, maybe more, 17. Uh, just absolutely amazing. It's a miracle. And so I, I would like to do this. Um, I'd like to throw this out to all of our young adults that would be interested, any young adults um, that would be interested in coming to this tonight at 6.30. We'll have supper together, and then we'll... Uh, have a, a study. And uh, if you'd like to do that, I'm going to ask you to sign up. I don't think we've got a sign-up sheet in the FOI, but Taryn will quickly take care of that. Make sure there's a sign-up sheet. If, if we have any, any young adults that would like to come to that, you're invited to come and be part of that tonight. Okay, let's change gears and go back to what we're talking about in terms of the message. And my message this morning is called To Tell the Truth. Um, I just read recently a, a story about uh, a pastor in Australia, Pastor Michael Guglielmucci. He's, that's a hard, I'm going to call him Pastor Michael. Uh, anyway, he uh, wrote a song called Healer. And uh, this song is a, it was a big hit. It was uh, featured on the Hillsong, uh, a Hillsong worship album. And very moving, very touching. Uh, here's the problem. The problem was not with the song. It was an excellent song. The problem was with Michael, Pastor Michael. And um, Pastor Michael, for his own reasons, which we'll talk about in just in, in, a, in a bit, uh, he basically told everybody who worshipped at his church, told his friends and even his family that he was suffering with terminal cancer. And this went on for, for months. People, uh, he was coming to church with an oxygen tank. Uh, there were prayer vigils on his behalf. People were praying that God would heal him, et cetera, et cetera. As it turns out, uh, Pastor Michael had been lying the whole time through. He'd been lying about having terminal cancer. And of course, the reaction is, as you would imagine, it was shocking. And the big question is, why? Why would he do it? Well, we'll talk about that. But here's the thing that everybody needs to, do, to, to know today. Before you rise up and start judging anybody or start calling anybody names or start uh, handing down the judgment that you think he deserves, I need to point something out to you this morning, and it's this. Every person on the planet is or has been at some point in time 
an Oscar-winning, Oscar-worthy liar. Plain and simple as that. It's hard to believe that person you're sitting beside this morning could be a liar. It's hard to believe, looking at me this morning, that, that even I, the pastor, who gets paid to be good, could be guilty of lying. That's a tough thing for me to say. And before you rise up and, uh, and pass judgment on me, I've got to remind you of something that, it, that the Apostle Paul says to the believers in Rome. He quotes David, who says this. He says, There is no unrighteous, not even one, not even Pastor Allen. It says that, Romans 3, not even Pastor Allen. Their throats are open graves, their tongues practice deceit. If there was one sort of major sin that we all deal with or we all battle with, it would be the sin of lying. That would probably be the big one. It's something that we are all very familiar with. We're all uh, good at doing it, and we learn it usually from our childhood. Do you know there's some cultures who actually um, admire those who are good liars? When Gloria and I were living in Greece, the thing that that people there truly admired was an, a man or a woman who had the ability to be very cunning and shrewd and able to, to get ahead, even if it meant not always telling the truth. Isn't that interesting? Especially when you consider that the nation is supposed to be 97% Christian. Wow, very telling. And so I want to talk to you about this very, very uncomfortable subject, the subject of lying. And uh, I want you just to stop and think about it for a moment. Think about yourself. Is lying a way of life for you? Is it the way that you get through life? A lot of people do. I was talking to a few, a few of the young men after the service, and one of them was talking about a, a sermon he heard about um, how Christians lie all the time. When they're asked, how are you doing, their answer is, fine. And in fact, inside they're aching, they're broken, they're struggling inside. Is that a lie you tell? Oh, I know, I know we make excuses where we say, you know, nobody wants to hear about my problems, nobody really cares. And that's another problem, that's a subject for another sermon. But this morning, I want to talk to us about, or talk about the subject of lying. What do you, how do you practice your day-to-day life? How do you live? Do you tell the truth? Many of us have grown up in a home where it's okay to tell the odd lie. We call them what? We call them what kind of lies? We call them, oh, everybody knows that term. Isn't that interesting? Everybody knows it. White lies. And the... And the title, White Lies, seems to or sort of indicates that maybe it's okay because it's white. It's not a black lie. That would be a real humdinger. It's a, it's a white lie, so therefore it's good because it's um, not harmful. Well, I would submit to you this morning, 
that all lies, any lies, are simply not acceptable to God. And you and I, if we're going to be true Christ followers, if we're going to truly follow Jesus the way that Jesus intends for us to follow him, then you and I are going to have to face up to some of the lies that we tell ourselves. Some of us here today are very used to living a lie. People really knew the truth about what happens in your life or in your heart. They'd be really quite shocked about it. Some of us make money, we call it under the table, rather than coming right out and saying, I'm, I'm lying about the money I'm, I'm earning. I'm not reporting it. And I lie to the federal government because they've got enough money. They don't need my little, my few dollars. And we make excuses and we justify the way that we live. I know I'm cutting a little close to the bone this morning and this is a little bit uncomfortable, but I need us to consider what it means to truly follow after Jesus. Because what Jesus wants for you and for me is to take on his very nature. Look what it says here in the Bible. Would you read that with me? Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So stop telling lies and let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. Now, can, we just, can you just look at me for a moment and, and, and understand this? Understand this? That this truly is the way God wants you to live. You say, surely God doesn't, doesn't want me to be just like Jesus. And, and the answer is, oh, yes, he does. He does want you to be like Jesus. He wants you to have the attitude of Christ. He wants you to think like Christ. He wants you to have the mind of Christ. He wants you to act like Christ. He wants you to speak like Christ. And the only way that that's going to happen is by putting on your new nature. To understand that this has got to be the way you and I live our lives. You need to put on that new nature. And by the way, that new nature is nothing other than the very nature of Jesus. Created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. So I want to talk to you. I want to tell you the truth about lying this morning. And the first thing that we recognize is that you are called to be like God. And here's what we discover about God himself. In Titus 1-2, it says, God himself does not lie. In fact, it says that he is incapable of lying. God does not even tell little white lies. In 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, it says, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. So here's the thing. Lying of any kind can be nothing but that which is antichrist or against God. There is no, ready for this, everybody? Everybody listen, ready? There is no excuse for lying in your life. You have no right to tell lies to your boss. You have no right to tell lies to your children. You have no right to tell lies to your friends. You have no right to tell lies to anyone in your life. 
Now, everybody needs to hear this because apparently, apparently some of us are a little unsure of that. You're called to be like God, and God cannot tell a lie. In fact, the Bible says God is not like a man, that he should change his mind. So this morning, ask yourself this question, am I like God? Do I tell the truth? Here's, here's what Jesus describes the unbeliever like. Those who don't know God. Those who have not put their faith in Jesus Christ. Those who are not yet Christians. Here's what Jesus says about them in John 8:44. He says this to those who do not know Christ. To those who have not put their faith in Christ. For those who are not Christians. This is what, what Jesus says. And it's, I, I'm going to warn everybody right now that this might turn you off. It might make you a little angry. But don't get mad at me. I'm just the messenger. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And here's what he says. Jesus says, you belong to your father, the devil. Don't you love the way Jesus is so straightforward and doesn't mince his words? You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks his native language, which is what? Lies. For he's a liar and the father of lies. When you became a Christian, you transferred your allegiance from the father of lies to the father of light, the father of truth. If you're taking on the nature of Christ and you're taking on the very nature of God, which means you do not tell lies anymore, you speak the truth in love. Do you? Even Jesus defined himself as what? He said, I am the way, the and the life. If you're going to be a Christ follower, if you're going to call your, if you're going to be a Christian, then you have no options here. You need to be a truth teller. I read the I used to love reading anything by Corey Tamboom. She's a a Jewish lady, she passed away now some years back, she's a Jewish lady who with her family during the Nazi reign of terror in Holland was hiding Jewish people because the Nazis, as you know, were hunting Jews down and putting them in camps and, and murdering them. And so she felt that her job, in fact her whole family felt that their job as Christians was to protect these Jews. And of course, the, the dilemma was this. Do they, do they tell the truth or do they lie about hiding these Jews? Well, they felt their job was to hide these Jews and if asked, to simply not answer the question. Except for one member in the family who had Jews hiding in his house. He had a little house, a very little house, and in the kitchen, and some of you re may remember this from your childhood, in the kitchen was a trap door to the basement. It wasn't really a basement, it was a dugout. Any remember, anybody remember anything like that? If, if you, if two or three of us? Yeah. And so in that dugout is where they would keep their Jews hiding from the Nazis. 
what they would do is close the trap door, put a, a carpet over, and then put the kitchen table on it, and then have chairs around it. One day they got a knock on the door, and it was the Nazi. It was the Nazis coming to find the Jews at their house. The Nazis went through the house, knocking on on walls, trying to figure out there's a there's a false wall. There may be people hiding behind that. They searched high and low, couldn't find anything. Finally, one of the Nazis says to Corey Tambooms, it was her brother or sister-in-law, says, "Okay, where are the Jews?" And she, at that moment, thought, "I gotta, I gotta tell the truth." And it suddenly struck her that she could tell the truth, and she started to laugh. The Jews thought, or the the Nazis thought, she was out of her mind, and she says, "Well, they're under the table." <laughs> They looked under the table. <laughs> they saw nothing. There were no Jews under the table as far as they were concerned. They thought she was out of her mind, and they left the house, and the Jews were safe. Did she lie? No, she told the truth. She told the truth. Now, I, wanna, I want the Spirit of God to speak to your heart right now. Because so often, we lie... We don't tell the truth because we don't really trust that God is sovereign and that God's in charge and that God is able to help you and to keep you safe in his care. We lie because we feel that we need to take matters into our own hands. We are going to become Lord of our own lives. I'm going to steer the ship. God, you can be my co-pilot. Anybody who's got that license plate, God is my co-pilot, could you please hand that in at the office? <laughs> you need to understand today that you need to let God be the pilot of your ship. Anybody hear what I'm saying this morning? God has never, has never, ever accepted the position of co-pilot. He's either your pilot or he's not. He's either leading your life or he's not. And the, way, the reason we lie is because we don't really trust that God is able to steer our ship and to guide our lives in the way that is best for us. My, folk, my friends, listen to this. It is a faith issue. When you became a Christian, you were called to follow God in faith, believing that he has your best interests at heart. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that God really loves you and cares about you? And you need to start trusting him. And the way that you need to start trusting him is by telling the truth, even when you think it might be harmful to you or not in your best interest. You need to tell the truth. And there's a reason why. And I'll tell you why. It's because truth is the boundary lines of life. When we were kids, a group of us would get together and we'd say, let's, let's go and play spongy. Anybody remember the spongy days, playing hockey on the street? And yeah, thank, There's somebody else my age here, Darcy. A little, uh, little uh, soft little puck. It was so cold that that little soft little puck was hard as a rock. And we'd get together, we all have our hockey sticks, and we'd get a few chunks of snow, and, and that becomes the goal. But I can tell you this, there were definite boundaries Everybody knew where the goal was. Everybody knew what the rules were. And then we could have a game. And then we could have fun. 
Never in all the years of playing hockey or any game do I ever remember a time when there was like, well, let's just shoot the puck around and just, you know, let's just have fun and, and don't worry about the boundaries, don't worry about the goals. I'm going to tell you something. Without, without boundaries, without goals, without a clear sense of what a, what a clear win is or what a clear loss is, it's no fun. Nobody wants to play because the game becomes meaningless. Guess what? Your life becomes meaningless if it is not guided by the boundaries of truth. If you're not clear about what a clear win is and what a clear loss is. We, we understand that. It makes sense to us. When our family was away on a holiday, one of the things that was available to us as a family was a ping pong table. And the kids would say, well, let's go, let's go, let's go uh, play ping pong. And then invariably they'd say, well, let's rally. Anybody know what a rally is? You just send the ball back and forth. Guess what? That gets really boring real fast. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes, of course you understand what I'm saying. And so I would say, look, if we're not counting, if we're not counting points, then I don't want to play. I'm going to take my ball and go back to my room. The kids would give in. And then I'd beat them. It was so much fun. Without rules, games are no fun. Without, without truth, life makes no sense. Did you know that? And here's the thing. If you're living a lie and you're not telling the truth and you're not functioning in truth, life doesn't make sense. You become confused, you become disconnected, you, become, you, you begin to drift, you've lost your anchoring place, you don't know if you're coming or going. Truth, my friends, is the rock on which we stand. It's the bedrock. It's, it's the way that we're able to interpret and understand this life and to know what's expected of us. It's the way to know what God wants of us. It's the way to have proper relationships with the people in our life. Truth. The Bible says when you know the truth, the truth will set you free. And so God calls you and me to live a life of truth, no matter what. What would happen, my friends, if God didn't tell the truth? What would happen if God told little white lies? Well, you can imagine. If God told just one lie, then suddenly everything, everything he's ever said is now called into question because now we don't know what is true. Now suddenly the ground has been washed out from under us. Now we are adrift. This is why we refer to absolutes. I can tell you something. This is... We live in a culture in a day and age that doesn't want to hear that there's any such thing as anything absolute. Don't tell me that, that, that my truth is not relevant or that my truth is not as real as your truth. Can I just remind everybody of something? And it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. But if you, if you believe one thing and I believe something different and you call yours truth and I call mine truth, then obviously we don't have truth. Simple laws of logic will tell you that. And so, my friends, what we need is we need 
truth. Because it's what gives life meaning. It's what gives life context. It's the solid rock on which we stand. And when we know that truth, it gives us freedom. What happens if God tells lies? Well, very simply this. How do I know? How do I know that he really loves me? How do I know that I'm really saved? How do I know that when I die, I'll truly go to heaven? How do I know that if I do the right thing, that I will be blessed? My friend, here's the thing. In God, there is only truth. He is not capable of lying. And as a Christ follower, you and I are called to be like him. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Now, if you've been going to this church for any, any length of time, you know this truth very well, that life is all about relationships. Gary Smalley said, life is all about relationships. Everything else is just details. Your life, the sum total of your life, can be summed up in one word, relationships. As a pastor for almost 30 years now, I've been at the bedside of many people who are literally facing their last days, their last weeks, their last moments. I've not yet been in the room with somebody who's dying where they have surrounded themselves with their, with their hobbies and their trinkets and their bags of money or their car <laughs> or their jewelry. I'll tell you what they're surrounded with. They're surrounded by family. They're surrounded by people who care about them and love them. And guess what they want to have around them in their last moments? They want the people that they care about because that's what life's about. I'm going to tell you this this morning. That if you live your life through lying, what you've done now is you have compromised and you have systematically begun the destruction of all your relationships because you are living a lie. And the relationship that people think they're having with you, they're not. It's with, it's with an idea. It's with something very false. This morning, what kind of relationships do you have? Are they real relationships or are they empty relationships because you're lying? You're not telling the truth to the people in your life. This is Pastor Michael Guglio Mucci. He was uh, lying to the people in his church, lying to his friends, lying to his family. And uh, it was Nathan who pointed out to me that the reason he was doing that is because he had another lie that he was trying to cover up. Interesting how lies work. We usually end up having to lie to cover up a lie to cover up a lie to cover up a lie. Pastor Michael was struggling with a pornography problem and feeling desperate and for whatever reasons in the psyche that would cause him to he needed to go down this road he he faked terminal cancer you know now that I'm almost 50 I'm amazed 
at how often we will lie and how we will try to cover up our lies with other lies so that it cuts to the place we don't even know who we are anymore. We don't even know the truth about ourselves anymore. And the people around us, they don't really know who we are. As a pastor for almost 30 years, I have seen marriage after marriage fall apart because one or both of the partners were lying to each other. Lying destroys your relationships. It destroys your relationship with God and it destroys your relationship with the, peop- with the people in your life. And I can tell you this, marriages can, can recover and survive a lot of things, but very seldom do they ever recover from lies. Because relationships are built on the foundation of truth. If I can't trust you, then I can't have a relationship with you. As a father, this is a thing that I try to drill into my kids' heads. Look, if something has happened, something didn't turn out right, you think it's going to make me mad, tell me anyways. I'll have a little temper tantrum, but I'll get over it. But tell me the truth. Because as long as you're telling me the truth, we've got a relationship happening, and we can love each other, and we can trust each other. But my friends, we have turned lying into an art form. And we live in a culture and a society that lies to itself constantly. And this is why the church is supposed to be the place where you find sanctuary and comfort because this is the place where we're supposed to, this is what the Bible says, we're supposed to speak the truth and love to each other. So stop telling lies, Paul says to the Ephesians. Let us tell our neighbors the truth. Look at this. For we are all parts of the same body. And if the body is not functioning properly, when its members are not doing what they're supposed to do, then we call that a sick body. And when in marriage one partner is lying to the other, we call that a sick marriage. When in a family children lie to their parents and vice versa, we call that a sick family. If you want a healthy, meaningful family, then you need to learn what it means to tell the truth to each other. Pastor Jim Moitz, Pennsylvania pastor, had for some five years been telling his congregation little anecdotes from the days when he was a Navy SEAL. And uh, when Osama bin Laden was, was killed, you, some of you may know that it was the Navy SEALs that took care of that. And so the pastor, you know, another opportunity to tell people that he was a Navy began to tell everybody once again how wonderful the navies were, or the seal Navy SEALs were, and that he was part of it. A newspaper got wind of this, and they thought, well, here's a great, here's a great story for the religion section. And uh, so the interviewer came and interviewed him about his days as a Navy SEAL. He published, the paper published the story, and somebody who read it thought, man, this doesn't ring true, and looked it up, and sure enough, Pastor Jim Moitz, for five years, had not been telling the truth. In fact, you know what they discovered? They discovered in the story shared elements with the movie Under Siege. 
with Steven Seagal. Not only was that pastor a liar, he's stupid. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to lie about something, don't quote from a movie. <laughs> Why on earth would he do it? Why on earth would he tell a lie like this? I'll tell you. A little bit of of prestige goes along with that. Why Why do you lie? Why do you not tell the truth? Maybe if you tell that little lie, it's just a little lie. It's not going to hurt anybody, but it'll line your pockets with a little bit of extra cash. Wouldn't that be sweet? Anybody remember what happened on Wall Street a few years back? Just a few lies here, a few lies there, and the whole world now is in jeopardy economically. Just a few lies. Literally, just a few lies. Nobody going to war, nobody setting off a bomb. Just a few little lies, and it puts the whole world in jeopardy, economically speaking. Wow. And all for what? A few extra bucks. Anybody uh, ever hear of Bernie Madoff? Anybody ever hear of a Ponzi scheme? He, uh, he robbed people of hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. And at first he thought he had a good operation going there and he thought that you know, his scheme could work. But if suddenly he realized this whole thing's spinning out of control. He's got no control over, more, over it anymore. And someone said, why didn't you just tell somebody you need help? Tell somebody you're in trouble. He said, because it was easier to tell a lie than it was to face the consequences of where it was at. And so literally, thousands and thousands of investors, many who were senior citizens, passed the ability to earn income anymore, are now at jeopardy because of a little lie. Can I just remind everybody of something? That there are, there's no such thing as a little lie. Every lie tends to be catastrophic. And so you think you can carry on living your life the way you are, telling the lies that you're telling. My friends, you're just putting off judgment day. Anybody, you know, if you haven't heard this one, you've been living under a rock. Anybody heard of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? And how he lied to his wife and his children for years and years and years. And for what? For a little bit of pleasure. Arnold Schwarzenegger didn't just hurt himself. Four beautiful kids. He's hurt them desperately, humiliated them, and his wife. And guess what? Not only has he humiliated them, but guess what? He has taught his four children a new way of living. Lie. And hope you can get away with it. How are you living your life today? Are you telling the truth? I want to close with this. When the early church, in, 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 its, in its 
the, the first years of its, of its existence, first, first months of its existence, was seeing incredible things happening. People were being saved, people were being healed. Numbers were increasing by the thousands. People were selling their property so that they could give the proceeds from the sale of their properties to people who were poor and needy. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Karl Marx and Lenin would have loved it because it was, it was true community. It was true communism. True, the true thing, where we support and love and care for each other. This couple by the name of Ananias and Sapphira, I can tell you, this passage of Scripture, what I'll share with you right now, to me is one of the most terrifying passages of Scripture in the whole Bible. Anybody knows that? Would you say amen with me? Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Ananias and Sapphira decide they're going to sell their property and they're going to give the proceeds. That's Acts chapter 5, in case you're wondering. They're going to give the proceeds from the sale of the property and lay it at the feet of the apostles so that everybody can see what wonderful Christians that they are. The only thing is this, is that they decide they're going to keep a little bit back for themselves. They come to the Apostle Peter, and they lay the money down at his feet. And the Spirit of God speaks to Peter. The Spirit of God says to Peter, Peter, Ananias is not telling you the truth. And here's what Peter says to Ananias. Ananias, why have you let Satan fill your heart? Did you know that when you tell lies, you let Satan fill your heart? You literally open yourself up for Satan to have his way in your life. Peter goes on to say, you lied to the Holy Spirit. And you kept some of the money for yourself. The property has, was yours to sell or not sell as you wished. You didn't have to do it, Peter says. And after selling it, the money was yours also to give away. You could have kept some for yourself. You could have kept giving it all away. You could have done whatever you want. But you lied. You didn't tell the truth. You gave it pretending that you were giving it all. Who knows why people do what they do? I suspect that Ananias and Sapphira were thinking, you know, we'll look like, like grade A Christians. We'll be the heroes in the church. Our name will be known around Jerusalem. They'll be talking about the mighty Ananias and Sapphira and how wonderful we are. Who knows why people tell lies? A little bit of prestige, a little bit of acceptance. And Peter says to Ananias, how could you do a thing like this? Now listen, listen to this, listen. You weren't lying to us, but to, but to God. Do you know that when you tell lies, my brothers and sisters, you may be able to put it over on your wife, your husband, your kids, your boss, yeah, your boss. The reason I didn't make it into work today is because I was feeling a little bit sick. <coughs> I got a sore throat. I'm feeling so good. You weren't lying to your boss. 
You're lying to God. As soon as Ananias heard these words, the Bible says, he fell to the floor and he died. And everyone who heard about it was terrified. Yeah. Yeah. Then some young men came and got him, wrapped him in a sheet and took him out and buried him. It doesn't end there. Three hours later, the Bible says, his wife came in, not knowing what had happened. And Peter asked her, verse 8, Acts chapter 5, was this the price you and your husband received for your land? Now she has a decision to make. Well, first of all, why on earth would he ask that question? And she was a, a bright bulb, she put two and two together. But the lie had been started and she had to keep it going. Isn't that just how lies are? And she says, yes, that was the price. And then Peter said, how could the two of you even think of conspiring to test the Holy Spirit of the Lord like this? The young men who buried her husband are just outside the door and they will carry you out too. And instantly she fell to the floor and died. It doesn't just strike terror in the hearts, hearts of the people back 2,000 years ago. It still strikes terror in the heart of this pastor. And it should strike terror in, in your heart. Because if you call yourself a Christian, a follower of Jesus Christ, you are called to put on the nature of Jesus Christ because you were created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And so I'm going to say with the Apostle Paul what he said to the church in Ephesus, so stop telling lies. Start telling the truth to your wife, to your husband, to your kids, to the people you work with. And here's what I'm going to guarantee you. If you will tell the truth, the truth will set you free. You will have a an experience in your relationships unlike anything you've ever experienced before. You will feel an intimacy with the people around you that you've never known before. You'll begin to experience and know God in ways that you have not experienced or known Him before. But you've got to respond to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, and I believe today He is putting His finger in your heart. And maybe you feel a little bit terrified because my friends, my brothers, my sisters... Telling the truth is a matter of life or death. Would you stand with me, please? Father, we confess to you right now that too often we are not fully truthful. We confess to you that too often we may tell the truth but not the whole truth. We confess to you that sometimes we are caught up in our little white lies. And we know from the Word of God this morning that we may be able to put it over on others, but we certainly can't put it over on you. Help us, we pray today, to take on this new nature, the nature of Christ, so that we may be truly righteous and holy. 
And God, we know that when we live this way, that's when we know the depth of, of intimacy and great relationships. That's when we know you and walk with you in ways that would just be absolutely mind-boggling. But that's what we want, God. We want to be near to your heart. And we want to be near to each other. So God, be with us as we go from this place. May we go as truth-tellers. We renounce the sin of lying. And we ask, oh God, that you give us a heart that tells the truth. In Jesus' name. And if you agree with me this morning, say amen.